0: Welcome to Gemara Markings. Today's Shi'ur is Yevomas Mem Aleph. Don't forget to click on the Daf option in order to view a marked Daf Gemara for today's Shi'ur. If you are not fully familiar with our Gemara marking System and wish to benefit from its great rewards, it is essential that you study all of the introductory material access by clicking on the Learn the System option provided on the sidebar of our home page. If you're already partially familiar, you will benefit by clicking on the brief 4 introduction that is available here. Being that our system is a visual approach to the Daph Gemara, it is recommended that you print out the marked Daph Gemara before the She'er. If you wish to be in touch with us, we can be reached at gmarkings at gmail dot com. We begin today's She'er at the Mishnah that you'll find, three lines from the top of Daph Mem Aleph. Before we begin the Mishnah, we would like you to take note of the diagrams that accompany this Mishnah on the side of the Gemara. Before we learn the Mishnah itself, it's good to get acquainted with the setup of the diagram. Notice the numbers in the diagram. They represent order of events. So that, for example, number one indicates the death of Reuven. The slash Reuven indicates he died. Reuven had been married to Leah. The number two indicates that Shimon, Rubain's brother, does chalitza, releasing Leah. It's also noteworthy that Shimon is married to Rochel as well. So, when Shimon, uh, after Shimon did chalitza, then Levi, you see stage four, Levi then married Rochel, the other wife of Shimon and uh, Levi at stage 3 as we said marries Rochel and then Levi dies leaving no children what does Shimon do so in the, on the chart you see that Shimon in stage 5 he then does Khalitza, releasing Rochel now the Mishnah. And using the names from our diagram, Shimon does Chalitza with Leah. Uh, we made a, a mistake beforehand in describing the chart, so here's the chance to correct it. Shimon was not married to Rachel, of course, he couldn't have been married to her, he had been married to her sister Leah. But you see that Levi, after Leah was released through chalitza, Levi marries her sister. And then Levi dies. Choletzes velo mesyavemes. <laughs> Rochel will do Khalitza with Shimon, but Shimon cannot marry her. In effect, uh, Shimon is uh, to Rochel Rochel is Achos Chalutzoso that's the sister of the one he did Chalitza with and Achos Chalutzoso as we learned in our previous shiur is a forbidden relationship V'chein HaMegarish Esishto V'Nosso Ochibes Achosa here we have a diagram where the double star appears Ruvain divorces his wife Leah that's stage 1 and then the brother, Shimon, he marries her sister. He marries Rachel. And then Shimon dies, leaving no children. So Rachel is a sister-in-law of Reuven. What does Reuven do with regard to Rachel? Well, absolutely nothing. Hare zu p'tura. This Rachel is called Achoys Grushoso, the sister of the woman he divorced. That's a forbidden relationship. It's forbidden to the extent that you don't even need Chalitza to remove her. She's a total erva. And that's why on our chart you see Ptura. The Gemara will be asking why does the Mishnah use the word V'chein? V'chein means and likewise. This case. Is not similar. The results are different in the first chart. So we saw the need for the uh, for Shimon to do something with regard to Rochel. Here we see with regard to Rochel, the sister, nothing is done. So the Gemara will have to deal with that later. Shemeres Yavam Shikidesh Ochiv Es Achoisah. We have a woman that became a yavama, and the uh, brother did kiddushin. He married her sister after the yavama fell to yibam. She was already eligible to be married by the yavam. The uh, yavam marries uh, does kiddushin with her sister. In the name of Rabi ben Basera, it was said, uh, before actually we go on with Rabi ben Basera, we should look at the Rashi. One of the surviving brothers of after the Yavama was already connected to them, so one of the brothers, after the connection was formed, went ahead and did Kiddushin with her sister, with the Yavama's sister. So in the name of Vibidabasira, we go continue in the Mishnah Amru, Oimrinlo, we say to the brother that did Kidushin with the Yavama's sister wait until one of the other brothers does something so in our situation just to go over the case, you have Reuven died leaving a widow he also is survived by a couple of brothers Shimon and Levi at the point that Ruvain died so Ruvain's wife becomes Sekukah to Shimon and Levi Shimon goes ahead and does Kiddushin with the sister of the Yavoma Rav Yudha Ben Becerra says that we tell Shimon after entering the first stage of marriage through offering Kiddushin to her sister to the Yavoma's sister we say, wait until Levi does something with the actual yavama. <laughs> if Levi does chalitza with the yavama, or he marries the yavama, <laughs> so then Shimon can marry the wife. He can. can uh, uh, consummate the marriage that he started by offering Kedushin with the sister of the avama. why is this necessary so the answer to that is, is that Shimon he sort of jumped the gun the widow of Rubain was Zukuka to him along with her being zukka to all of the brothers at that point he shouldn't have done kiddushin with her sister. That's called achus zekukasay. He has his primary responsibility is to make sure that the widow is taken care of. So you're not supposed to be entering marriage into marriage with her relatives, with her sister. So, we want him to wait and see what happens. In other words, make sure something is done with the actual Yavama, and then she, the Yavama, is no longer considered zakuka to Shimon, and he can then consummate the marriage. However, let's continue in the Mishnah. St- possibility number two Mesa Hayavama, if the Yavama actually dies after. Shimon had done Kidushin with her. So again, he can take in his wife. She's the, the actual Yavama is dead. There's no, more any, there's no more connection. Therefore, Shimon is free to consummate the marriage with her sister. Mace Yavam, let us say that Lady, who was the other brother that was expected to do something with the Yavama, but he died. Before doing anything, so now Shimon is left alone. On the one hand, he has the woman with whom he did kiddushin. On the other hand, there's her sister is a kuka to Shimon. What is Shimon to do? The Mishnah says (laughs) Yotzi as ishto beget. He must release his wife, divorce his wife with a regular divorce document, to undo the kiddushin that he did. (laughs) The aches achid bechalitza. And the widow of Ruvain also has to be released with He, The Shimon will not be able to marry the Yevoma at this point because she is Achos Grushosor. She is the sister of the one that Shimon just divorced. The Gemara opens up with the question that we introduced before. My Vechin. The case of... uh, Megarish is and also is The second case of the Mishnah is not similar to the first case. So why does the Gemara, why does the Mishnah use the term v'chei, meaning and likewise? So the Gemara responds: Amal the better reading, the proper reading should be avol Megarish. In contrast to what happens in the case of the chalusa. The case of the Rushin is different. It's based on this, that Rebbe teaches the sister of the Grusha is a prohibition on a Torah level. Therefore, as we saw in the Mishnah, um, when, when, when someone divorces his wife and the Brother marries, had married her sister and died, leaving no children. So, the Megarish, the surviving brother who had divorced the widow's sister, has nothing to do with the widow. That's why it says in the Mishnah, Arez because Achais Grushosoi is an Isur Doraisa. Therefore, once again, the surviving uh, brother. Will have nothing to do with the with the uh, widow. Achos chalutza midivrei seifrim. However, the prohibition of the sister of one's chalutza—that is a rabbinic restriction. Therefore, on a Torah level, the uh, there there is a need to release the chalutza who is the sister of. In other words, there is a need to release the wife of your of the deceased brother, even though she is in effect she's in effect the, <coughs> the wife of the woman the that is the sister of the woman that you had done chalitza with. We continue now in the Gemara Shermaris Yovam Shekidesh Vikhuleh? Omar Shmuel Halocha Kedivrei Rebuta Ben Becerra. The Halacha follows Yerida Ben Sera, which means that the connection between the Yavoma who had become a Yavoma before the brother had done Kidushin with her sister that Zika that connection is strong is so strong that you have to wait before you can take in your, the, uh, consummate the marriage with your wife, who happens to be the sister of the Zekuka. Ibaya Mesa ishto mahu be There's a little diagram that's accompanied by the star it's on the side. You see, on that, in that case, Ruvain and Shimon are brothers. Ruvain was married to Leah, and Ruvain died. Uh, after Rubei died, Shimon had uh, done Tidushin with Rachel. And then, Rachel died. That's after the death of Rachel, the question is, can Shimon marry Leah? That's what the Qumara's question of Meso Ishto, that means, in this case, Shimon's wife died. Mahu bi'avinto. Can he marry Leah? Rav Rebichanina. Actually, before we go on in the Gemara, let's also glance at the side where we have a topic heading. Shemeris Yavam Shikirish Ochiv Es Achosa. Umeis Umeisoha Rusa. Mahu can he do yibum now? So Rav of Rabbi Chanina, the Amrit Shavayu, may saw ishtoi muter beavinto. At the point that in our following our diagram, at the point that Rochel dies, so Shimon can now do yibum with Leah. We should note, again, by way of order of events, when Ruvain died, Leah became skuka to Shimon, so that Shimon could have married Leah at that point. However, Shimon did kiddushim with her sister. Well, at that point, he can't then marry Leah as well. But Rochel, the sister, died. Leaving open the possibility, if you will, so does that enable Shimon to marry Leah? So and Rav and Rechelios say mayso Ishto mutar that Shimon can marry Leah. osur They say the contrary that he cannot. my Rav. What is the basis of Rav saying that Shimon can marry Leah? Answer and take note of the markings that we have here on the side of the wonder of the heading. The house shape represents a ma'akav, an attempt to keep track of a uh, of a change in direction of thinking each time. The uh, house marking with the point facing up are hezbeirim l'shitas rav shematira, and the inverted house marking indicates kushios u'dechios. These are, are, are questions and rejections. So, what is the basis of Rav who says that Shimon can marry an Yibum Leah at this point after Rachel died? Mishum <laughs> Tahavoy, because this is a case of Yavoma Vinesra V'chazer V'chutra, Tahsor Lehatero Harisha, a Yevoma that was Muteres she was allowed to be married by Shimon at the point she became a widow. But then, she became forbidden when Shimon had be, had betrothed her sister. The Chazer well, and then she became muterous again, it means Leah became muterous again when the Arusa died, when the betrothed woman, Rachel, died. And it is the opinion of the of Rava that she goes back. Leah goes back to her original heter status. Mosiv, Rav Notice the long question. There is also a chart that accompanies this t- uh, t- text. This Tanaic source. The, the, the source reads Shloisha Achim, Mufne. So on the chart, you can see Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Those are the three brothers. Ruvain is married to Leah. Shimon is married to Rochel, and one lady he is unwed. He's single. One of the brothers married to the sisters will say Ruvain dies, and on our chart that's in stage one. At the point that Reuvein dies, Leah becomes a Yevoma. There are no children in these cases where the husbands die, leaving no children. That creates a Yibum scenario. So Ruven dies. We also Mufne Maimer, and then Levi offers money. Maimer is a rabbinic uh, institution or invention or phenomenon where a Yavam gives money which in the case of two un- unrelated people, that would be Kiddushin, with the case of Yavama, the Torah doesn't require this, but he did. He gave money to the Yavama. That's called maimer. So the Mufne, which is the, un- uh, the single, the unwed, the single brother, in our case Levi, the- gives money to Leah, that you can see on our chart of stage 2. V'acharkach meis ochiv Hashemi. And then stage three, Shimon dies. Now at the point that Shimon dies, you can see that uh, Shimon's wife Rachel becomes a Yevoma. The Mesa And after Shimon dies, then Rochel dies. And at that point that leaves only Leah who had received the Maimer. That Yevoma namely Leah can only have chalitza but no Yibel. Levi cannot marry Leah. Now you'll ask, what's the problem? So the Gemara asks, "Vamai, what's the problem? Teve Kyavoma Shivutra. At the point that Leah became a Yavama, when she was became a widow, she was Muteras to Levi. Vinesra? She became Asura at what point? Well, at the point that Shimon died her sister Rochel became a Yevoma also so for Levi to marry Leah that would be a problem because Leah is the sister of Rochel who is Zekuka That is called achos Zukukasoy. So for Levi to marry, even though he had done Maimer with Leopold, for him to consummate that marriage after Rochel had become Zukuka, that's a problem. That's what we call Neesra. But then Rochel dies. She is out of the picture. If the analysis that Rova gave us before was correct that Yivom Ashiutro Binesh Vachos goes back to becoming Muterus. So why don't we say that over here? Let Leah consummate the marriage with uh, Let Levi consummate the marriage with Leah. Ishtik, So uh, Rava, upon hearing this question, remained silent. served the Nafak. After Rav Hamnuna, who raised the question, after he exited. Omar, so Rav says, am I lo amrisle? Why didn't I say to him, Rabbi Elozer hi, the Tanay source, the Mishnah from which you asked, on me? That's according to Rabbi Elozer, the Omar, who holds, Kevon Shomdol of when a person is in a state of prohibition, even for a moment, Nasra Olov Oilomis. The Isr remains permanent in other words Ravah could have said that the source that you're asking on me is a, is a uh, minority opinion the opinion of merely Rav Lazar. and that's uh, not uh, significant enough to reject what I had said to explain Rav Haldar Omar notice the inverted house and then Ravah said that which Rebbe Losser says that uh, a, a person who had been in a state of Isr for a moment remains permanently Osr, that's where they were not fit initially namely before they became eligible for Yibum, they were already Omar. but who says that Rebbe would go so far as to say that someone who was fit at the time they became a yevama, even though in the interim there was some prohibition time, that that too would be a problem. So that at this point, uh, to, to deflect the question from the case of Shloisha Achim uh, based on Shittas Rebbe is not sufficient. So uh, there's a problem. Hodar Omar... And then Rabba came back and says, "Notice the how the house is now point facing up." he says, "In." in fact, in that case also, where they were fit at the initial time of becoming eligible, Revelazer will also be uh, restrictive. the and as we see in the following, and this is a case of involves a case of someone who had been Mikaddish, the sister of his of a Yevoma Omer Meso Yevinto Mutter Beishto so you have a situation here where a, there was a Yevoma uh, uh, and one of the surviving brothers went ahead and um, was Mikaddish, her sister so if the Yavama dies, so you are mutter to marry the sister. Meiso ishto, if the, uh, the one you had been Mekadesh died, oisi Yavama velomis The Yavama, because there was the interim period of prohibition, namely when the surviving brother had been Mekadesh, her sister, even though the uh, the the uh, sister who was, who was the wife dies, you cannot marry the avama. The only thing that you can do is chalitza to release her. So that at this point, in, from, in terms of the back and forth of the gemara, the shakl of the gemara, Rava had deflected the challenge to his explanation from the Mishnah of Gimel Achin. By labeling it the opinion of Revi Elazar, Rabbi Lazar holds this idea that when someone is usher they remain usher permanently. But as far as uh, Shitas Rav is concerned, uh, we don't hold like that. Leimah uh, Shmuel v'rabasi, take note of the arrows that you see. You can see that the. Arrow points above to Shmuel and Ravasi, who had ruled uh, that Meisa Ishto also be a bimto. So the Gemara is asking, Leimo Shmuel Ravasi, should we say then that Shmuel and Ravasi that forbade in the case of Meso um, Ishto that you that the Yavam uh, cannot now marry the Yavama? Their opinion would seem to be, they seem to be holding, like, we'll say the minority opinion, that of Rebel Lazar. Afilu Temo, the Gemara answers, Afilu Temo That which Shmuel Ravasi said can fit in to the Shita of the Rabbonon as well. Ad Khan lo Khomiflidi Rabbonon ole de Rebel Lazar up till now, there is a machloikis between the Rabonan and Rebbe Lazar. And here we should take a we should take a look at some points that Rashi makes. Rebbe Lazar, he across from here. There's a Rashi. The Perek Beshamay, in the Perek known as Perik Beishamay in this Mesichta. It says Hamagaris is haisha vechizira one who divorces his wife and then remarries her muteres. La Yovam, Oser. And Rebolozer prohibits. grushas ach. Why does Rebolozer say that the uh, surviving brother cannot marry the Yavamah? Because there was a point in time where she was forbidden as the, divorced, the divorcee of your brother. It's grushas ach. So you see, from there, Shitas Rebbe Lazer that says that one when a person is aser, they cannot become muter again. Here, the Gemara is saying that even the Rabanan, that over there allowed the yavam to marry the uh, woman who had been divorced, they would agree here that the yavama is aser. The Rashi, uh, just skipping down a couple of lines, ad kan lo pligi rabbonon alei be shamai elogabi megaris isha bechzira. The rabbonon are mekil are lenient over there. Mishum de minafilo viemlich lo itzra alei, because from the time that she became a Yevoma, no esor uh, entered prohibiting her from the yavam. The the fact that there was prohibition when the brother was alive, mahani That doesn't have any effect now. Ba uh, Here we cannot refer to her as a problem that set in at the time she became a Yavama. The boy, the problem didn't happen at the point she became a widow. Avo the Makadesh but in the case of someone who had married the sister of your Yavama, the Minufilo the Alif Itzura Ale, that after she had already become eligible as a Yavama, she also became answer Bare bo Bishas Zikas Ibum Yavamo Yavoyole where at the point of the at the point that she is already eligible as a a problem arises <clears throat> i can't say that the poskit that says yevomeni forbade that the yevom can marry her they are noplei the rabbonim don't argue against Lazar. they agree with revelozers stringency therefore the, the, <clears throat> the position taken by shimon ravasi is not limited to Lazar. Let's read that again the answer in the Gemara text. We can say that Shmuel and Ravasi agree with the Rabbonan who had argued on Rebelazar. There, in Perak Beishamai, the Rabbonan argued on Rebelazar, and they were lenient. They allowed for a Yibum possibility. That's because, from the point that she the yavama became eligible as yavama. no yibum problems arose, no yibum restrictions arose. But in our case, of a Shomeros yavam Shekidesh Oche Vesachosah the Itzar, where after she, the yavama had become eligible, a problem developed by virtue of the fact that the Uh, brother married or did kiddushin, was uh, uh, betrothed her sister Afilu Rabbonan Modu even the Rabbonan will concede that when that sister dies the yavam cannot marry the widow the Yavoma the Mishnah before we continue with the Mishnah let's glance at the side where we have a topic heading to Nosei Hamtonas shloisha chadoshim. The need for waiting three months after a woman was with a man, after a woman was married to a man she cannot remarry within three months because it's, it's necessary for us to establish a child that's born, let us say seven months, that's born afterwards, that it's clearly uh, who, who its father is in a clear fashion. So that if she marries within three months, and a child is born seven months later, we're not sure it could be a seven-month pregnancy from the second man, or a nine-month pregnancy from the first man. The Mishnah: A woman who becomes a widow, having had no children while her husband was alive, she should not do chalitza nor yibom until three months lapse. Even though she didn't bear any children while her husband was alive, she might have been impregnated by her husband. And if if she if we allow the passage of three months, we'll be able to ascertain whether she is or not, whether she is or pregnant, whether she's pregnant or not. But within three months. The fetal development is so inconsequential, so minor, we won't be able to tell. Even though she might in fact be pregnant, we won't know. Likewise, with regard to all other women, even outside the Yibum context, they should not do enter erusin, which is the first stage of marriage, nor consummate their marriages which we call Nisuin, until three months go by. Echod besulos veechod This applies to uh, virgins. It applies to women that have already cohabited. Echod grushos Vechal Amonos, Whether they be divorcees or widows. Echod nisuos veechod Whether they have consummated their marriage or were only in the first stage of the marriage, we call erusin. Where the husband, where the husband, the couple have not cohabited, Rabbi Huda Omer a woman who had been a who had had been married in a full marriage consummated fashion, and the husband dies, so uh, they don't have to wait three months for erusin to take place. Erusin is merely the giving of money from man, from the second man, the new man, to the woman who had been A Nisua. But they're not going to be cohabiting. So there is nothing wrong with doing Erison within the three months, according to Abuda. For Arusas, a woman who had been an Arusa, not and having not consummated her marriage with the first husband, Inosu they can marry immediately. They can marry a second husband and consummate the marriage because there's no hashash. There's no suspicion of having of her having been impregnated because she had only reached Erudson with the first husband. Chutz min arusos with the exception of arusos in the Yehuda region of Israel. Israel, uh, the land of Israel, is divided into several regions. One of them is Yehuda. Because they had a practice over there, of uh, the arusos would be in private before the actual consummation of the marriage. They would spend time in private with their uh, husbands, with the uh, uh, with their orus, the man that had betrothed them. So, in that region, we don't want the arusos of Yehuda to. Enter nisuin immediately. Uh, in, in other words, if the orus had died, she shouldn't enter nisuin immediately with another man. It may shalibo gospel because there is a possibility of of uh, extreme uh, closeness, which might have resulted in actual intimacy with that orus. Rabbi Yossi Omer. Uh, Reb Yossi is a comment referring to the nisu'os. Kol hanoshim yis'arsu all Nisuos, all women that had consummated marriages but had been divorced, they uh, can enter Eruzin without waiting three months. Chutz min hoalmona, except for the case of a Nesua who became a widow. She wasn't divorced, she became a widow. So in that case, we don't reveal. She says we don't want her doing erusin, mipnei We're at the top of omipneis because of the fact that she is a mourner. So we're not going to allow for an immediate <coughs> erusin on her part. Rashi at the top, Neo Evil, abegus, mourning. The Hanoshim Yisarsu, the expression that he said all women can enter Eruv. Arusa it's not coming to exclude uh, the case of an Arusa entering a, a, a woman who had been an Arusa with a first husband of actually consummating marriage with a second husband. The Hossam in that case, he holds like Rabbi the Gabi Havchona regarding determination of who the father is Rabbi Yossi is more lenient than Rabbi Yossi. But regarding the case of Avelus where there's an, this additional factor that the, that the uh, Nesua uh, happened to have become a widow where she's in mourning so we don't allow her to enter Eru's immediately that would be a violation of uh, the Rules of Mourning. The Mishnah had told us that a Yevoma should not do chalitza nor Yibum within three months of her becoming a widow. The, um, we can understand why she doesn't do Yibum within three months because then you'll have the problem of establishing who was the father. Bishlamah The Gemara at the top line says, We understand why she shouldn't do yibum within three months, because she might bear a child that will survive, a Ben Kayoma, and that child might be the son of the first husband. Making the second husband, the yavam, the brother of the deceased, strictly forbidden to her, and on the grounds of being an ashesach. She is the brother of his wife, which is a prohibition on a Torah level. <laughs> Am I? Why shouldn't he simply be able to do chalisa release her within the three months? Let us say, by the fact that the Mishnah says no chalitza within three months is a, refu- a, re- a refutation of Rav Yochanan's opinion. The Omar, Rav Yochanan has, uh, is, has uh, been known to say we learned this earlier in the Masifta chalitzas me'uberes shmo chalitza Rav Yochanan holds that the chalitza done with a woman who is pregnant is a, an effective chalitza. Here, we are concerned, maybe she's pregnant, and the chalitza that you would do is not effective. Hence, the Mishnah says, do not do chalitza within three months, because, of, as we said, she might be pregnant, and a chalitza of that nature would not be effective. Hence, against Rabbi Yochanan. The Gemara asks, V'lav mi osvine do Reb Yochanan chavazinna. Did we not already refute Rabbi Yochanan at the beginning of the perak? In other words, wasn't he rejected already once? Why the need to reject his opinion a second time? So the Gemara says Let us say, okay, it's true that we rejected him already once. Let us say that this too will be a rejection. And if you will ask why do I need to spell that out twice, Rashi explains the practical uh gamina, the practical uh, outcome of this would be that if we are able to answer the first uh, objection to Rabbi Yochanan, this will remain a, an objection anyway. So sh- shall we say that this is a this too is an objection to Rabbi Yochanan? Lo. No. That we're not going to say. Granted that at the beginning of the Perak we rejected Reb Yochanan, but not from this source. And here we have diamonds which are featured on the side under the Bivne heading, Nisyoinu Yisla Haspir Loma L'cholsim T'och Ex- Explanations as to why not to do Chalitza within three months. Hocha Haynu taima. Here, the reason not to do chalitza within three months, Shema Yehei Vlad Ben Kayoma. Before we continue, let us just repeat the main point. Rabbi Yochanan said that a chalitza muberis is an effective chalitza, But here, there's a reason for not doing it within three months. Something that even Rabbi Yochanan would agree with. And that is because the Vlad might, be, might turn out to be a living... Child. And if the Vlad is a living child, so then the Chalitza was of no was no need for the Chalitza. It's a worthless Chalitza. It is of no value. She was never connected to the Yavam. And as a result, you'll have to provide an announcement regarding her her uh, heter to marry a kohen. Now, as you may know, a kohen is forbidden to marry a real halutza. However, a woman that did not need Khalitza but had it done anyway, so a kohen is allowed to marry her. People are going to think that she received halutza and she's not kasherah, she's not acceptable to the kuna. So, If we do chalitza within three months, and she bears a child, uh, and that child will be the will end up being the child of the first husband, will then have to have an announcement indicating she's not a real halutsa. So the gemara is So why not? have to have that. Let us do chalitza within three months. If she gives birth to a living child, a child of the first husband so we'll announce to the the world of that she is not a real Chalutza because she had a child from the first husband the Gemara answers why we don't take that approach there might be people that saw the Chalutza that were aware of the Chalutza and do not hear the announcement and min hakuna, and they will conclude that she's unfit to the kahuna. Tenach almona. This explanation makes sense when you're dealing with an almona. Let us say, however, that the uh, deceased who left a, a surviving brother happened to have married a grusha a woman that had previously been divorced from another husband who as a result of being a divorcee she was already unfit to the kahuna why shouldn't we allow a woman like that when she uh, uh, loses her, her husband who, uh, her second husband leaving no children why shouldn't we allow halitza to be done with her so the Gemara asks, "Garusha Why shouldn't there be a chalitza um, within three months with a woman like that, who had actually who had been a who was anyway unfit to the kohuna?" Answer: Mishum de mafsid law There is another consideration: a woman who becomes a widow and is, we'll say. Zukuka Libum. for the first three months, a woman is entitled to draw uh, sustenance, support from her husband's estate. If she does Khalitsa, she loses that support. And a woman like that, she can't marry within three months because of the need to establish who the father is so we tell the halacha says that she doesn't do chalitza within the three months so she's able to derive maximum benefit from her her deceased husband's estate tenach mesua says that explanation is uh, effective to explain the case of a woman who had reached, what, who had consummated her marriage with the deceased husband. She is someone that's entitled to the mizonos, the the sustenance, the maintenance, the uh, uh, support from her husband's estate. Arusso grusha mayi kolom What about a woman that had been only an arusa? To the deceased husband, and had already been a grusha from a previous husband. Myikolameima, why shouldn't she be able to do Khalitsa within three months? As far as the kahuna consideration is concerned, well, she uh, she was a grusha anyway, uh, and therefore there is no need for the announcement to the kahuna. As far as the Mizonos consideration, if she becomes a Yavama from having uh, been only an Arusa to the first husband, she doesn't get Mizonos anyway. So we haven't explained in a full fashion why there's a blanket objection to Khalitsa done within three months of the death of her husband. Ella Mishundurabiosi, de the de Sanya. Uh, so, the explanation is going to be based on Rabbi Yossi's teaching. An incident involving a man that came to Rabbi Yossi, Omerle, and he asked, Can I do chalitza and release the Yavama within three months of her becoming a widow? Omerle, lo No, do not do it. Vetachlos, o Well, why not do it? What's, what's there to lose? Korah, Olov, Mikro, Zeh. Rabbi Yossi referred to him the following poshuk. In Lo Yachpotz. The posik describes a yavam that doesn't want to marry her. And then he goes ahead and does Chalitza. Haim Chafetz, Yibayim. But if he does want to marry her, he does Yibom. That's as far as the poshuk. And Rabbi Yossi derives a rule. Korah Oilo L'Yibom, ovel L'Chalitza. V'chuleh and the V'chulei would tell you anyone who, who's not O'ylo ibum is not O'ylo L'chalitza there's an, a, an inherent relationship based on this G'zeros Ha'kosuv that anyone who is fit to do yibum is likewise fit to do Chalitza, but someone was not fit to do yibum that is as we saw at the very beginning, within three months we can't allow the Yavum to marry her because of the possibility of her having been pregnant, impregnated by the deceased husband and, and, and therefore, she's not eligible to do chalitza. Mosiv Rav The objection lasts a couple of lines. You uh, can see the long question marking. The source says, veloi My In ilema Safek kedushin. If we're talking about someone that was suffek." whether they were married or not. So that let's imagine a case you have two brothers, Ruvain and Shimo. Ruvain threw money in the direction of a woman. There's a suffix whether the money reached closer to her or remained closer to him. If it's closer to her, so she's considered married. If not, she's not married. And then the husband that threw the money Sofeq husband, he dies. Why would the source say about a case like that, lo misyadmos? Amai lo misyadmos? Tis yabe Let ibum take place, and there's nothing to lose. If it's a real husband, so he's a yavam. If, if he was never married to her, so he would be the first time in marriage. It's not as if he's marrying his brother's wife when his brother never married her. Elolav, what must then be the meaning of the word Sphekos in this source. Sofek shekidesh achas mishteh achoyos The yoiveya eizo mehen kidesh The case is a man who is in doubt as to which one of two sisters did he marry there's a Rashi, toward the end of the narrow line, so we have again Ruvain and Shimon, Ruvain is in doubt as to which one of the two sisters did he marry, both of these women will do Halitza, of course when uh, Ruvain dies, uh, He'll be, uh, he'll, he'll have died in this case, uh, childless, leaving these two women, uh, we, uh, that are sisters. So they both do chalitza with the surviving brother Shimon. Shimon can't marry either one. Dilma either one might be the sister of the real Yavoma the, the sister of the one connected to him. The ha ha Here we have a case. The Shimon can't marry either one. And yet the Oyvillah And yet Chalitza is to be done. And we don't say, Wait till witnesses come and we'll clarify who he really had married. So the Gemara concludes, with the, concludes the question with the Kotani Chaletzas, as we just saw in the Rashi. Here we have a case where chalitza is not an option. That is, yibum is not an option. He doesn't know which one he married, and each one of them might be the sister of the real wife. So, we when when he dies, when that when Rufeng dies, Shimon doesn't know whether the, either one is the actual yavam or the sister of the zekuka. So, yibum is not in the, is not an option. But yet, chalitza is done. So that is a question that challenges the concept stated before of ko le lebo mo over the so khoshana o le lebo me no response how can you compare mm-hmm. this case of the uh, suffix caducian to the uh, case of uh that where rebels appeared before hasum im yo le lebo omar in the case of the suffix if Elio, Hanovi would come and say which one he, was, he really had married. So Bas she is cap- she is fit for Khits yibum. In other, notice, there's nothing inherent in the woman that prevents Khitsyebom. The only problem is there's a doubt concerning whether she had been married or not. But here, concerning the issue within three months of the death, in if Eliyahu Hanavi would come and say she was not pregnant, mi would that have made any difference to us and uh, and made her eligible for Yibum? In fact. No, she wouldn't have been eligible anyway. Ha'a ketana, we know that a minor that happened to have been married, her husband died, leaving a surviving brother, she is definitely not pregnant because she is a minor. And still there is the need to wait three months. Therefore, the concept of within three, the klal of Rabiosi applies. The rule of Rabiosi applies that someone who is not fit for Yivu is not fit for Halitza. As far as the case of the Safeg that is not, uh, is not relevant to the circumstances under which Rabiosi stated his rule. Because as the Gemara pointed out, there if we would simply clarify the Safeg she would have been eligible for Ibom. In the case of Toch, Gimel, Chadoshim, that category of women within three months they are all unfit for Ebon. Before we continue, we look at the side we have a topic heading, the nose HaShomeres Yavam Mini nizones The Shomeres Yavam the woman who has become a widow and is waiting for the surviving brother to make a move, from whom does she derive her sustenance? Yevoma, shloisha ba. the first three months she is sustained from the estate of the deceased husband. Since she can't marry because of her having been married to her first husband, so he, the deceased, so to speak, is responsible for her, her for her inability to marry. Therefore, she is sustained by his estate. Mikan beyond the three months. <clears throat> She's not sustained from the uh, husband, the deceased husband's estate, nor from uh, from funds from the surviving brother. Omad if he had been uh, brought to Bastin, she brought him to Bastin, either marry me or release me, and he ran away, such a Yovam is subject to a fine and his estate will be drawn upon, his funds, his accounts, his, uh, his holdings will be drawn from in order to support her. Let us say, again, we have Ruvain and Shema. Ruvain died, leaving a brother. But he is a minor. And as such, so we raise the question, The Kotan is not going to be... uh, sought out to support her. Mibal. what about in a case like that, does she draw support from her deceased husband's estate? Islam one says that she does get support from the husband husband's estate, themar less law. And the other says no. less law. And the Gemara concludes she does not receive support at all, not from the husband, and not from the minor Mishmayo kansua. That it's her fate from heaven that has put her into this uh, unfortunate position. The literal translation would be a fine from heaven. Tonu Rabbana Yevomo Shecholsu Lo Achim a that received Chalitza from the surviving brother, If the Chalitza was done, she has to wait three months. In other words, they did Chalitza within three months. Even though we saw that that should not be done, it was done she has to wait 3 months Rashi adds over here from the day of the death of her husband li'achar shloysha if the chalitza was done after 3 months from the uh, death of her husband ain sri she doesn't have to wait 3 months have sh'amru, the 3 months that we're speaking about here. Mishas mishas chalitzas The 3 months that she has to wait are 3 months from the death of her husband, but not 3 months from the time of the chalitza. Mishna miget the Rab Omar Mishas nesina, Omar Mishas ksiva. what is different between the case of the Yavoma and the Chalitza from the case of a divorcee a woman who is divorced there's the need for waiting three months and the three months according to Rab is from the time she receives the get even though from the time the get was written which is earlier, she was not with her husband. She wouldn't have been in, uh, in intimacy with her husband because that would have ruined the get. There are details to this that are, that are elaborated upon in Masseff's Gitin, but Rashi features it in a brief uh, form over here, uh, on the second line from the top, uh, where, we, where Rav said Mishas nisino, afal gav de Mishas Nesino, we know that from the time it's, it started to be written, and there could be a gap in time from the time the get is written until the time it's actually given to her. So from the time that it started, started to be written, he, the uh, man, the husband, it cannot be together with his wife. That would render the get unfit, being called a get yoshan, which we'll just classify right now as an unfit get. And even though there's no suspicion of the couple having been together from or in an earlier point in time, we nevertheless start the three month counting from the time she receives the get. Likewise over here, let us count from the time of the chalitza, of the shoe removal. In other words, even though the uh, possibility, the, the possibility of her having be, been impregnated has long since lapsed. More than three months have gone by. If we were to uh, adopt the same approach as we have to the get, we would say, count from the time of the chalitza. By the way, the, the get and the chalitza have this uh, element in common that they both are the, the formal release of the woman to marry someone else. So in the case of get, we see that the three months that are required is is from the actual receipt of the get, even though the chashash the suspicion of her having been pregnant expired already beforehand the Gemara answers, Omar Rava Kabuchomer. Rava explains why in the case of chalitza, we don't Require waiting from the time of the actual chalitza, but simply from the time of the death of the husband. And how does how do we conclude that? Thusly, so Rabbah says it's through kalb logic. Isur kores hitarta. The isur kores referred to here is we call aishes ach. The yavam is an, is a, is a the, the Yavomah, that is, the widow, is an Eishasaf, is the wife of his brother. That's an erva. In the case where there are no children, so the Torah allows the yavam to marry her. as uh, Immediately at the conclusion of three months from the death of the brother. So after three months from the death, we allow Yivom to take place, all the more so then we can allow the Yavoma three months after the death of the husband to marry someone else marry Lashuk the worst case scenario is that that guy from the Shuk is marrying a woman that didn't receive Halitza that would be called Yavoma Lashuk that is a low level prohibition relative to the Yisar Kores so we know that Death of husband plus three months allows yibum, actual yibum, to take place. So death of husband plus three months will certainly allow her to marry someone else. Therefore, uh, as we said before, the uh, from the point that she receives chalitza, as long as three months have gone by since the death of the husband, she can marry someone else immediately. And we don't pattern this after the, uh, the rules or the approach that we uh, find by get. Before we conclude, let us remind you that if you wish to be in touch with us in order to access Marked Gemaras, we can be reached at gmarkings at gmail.com. With that, we conclude our shiur for today.